This is the Entrepreneurs of Christ podcast, where we help men and women come into Christ through building a business and making their dreams a reality. The desire is within you, and this is where you'll learn the tools and skills to make it happen, all while deepening your relationship with Christ. Hey there, this is Tyson Bradley, your host. And before we dive into this interview with Michael Alvarez, uh, I was pretty astonished by by his experience and his story. We'll we'll share a little bit more about uh, his his lawsuit with a, a billionaire, with the richest man in the world at the time. His intro into the dot com. He was right there near the beginning when websites started coming around, and so. Lots of neat things that we can learn. So without further ado, here is my interview with Michael Alvarez. All right, everybody. This is Tyson Bradley, and I am here with Michael Alvarez, who is an entrepreneur at heart. And he has one of the, just an amazing story that we want to be able to dive into and and learn from and just take his wisdom and apply it to ourselves in terms of our own business dreams and our own desires to get into the world of, of entrepreneurship. And so I'm going to let, let Michael take, take a little bit of the floor and just tell us about, you know, I mean, for you, Michael, when did you even first think to start a business? Like how did this even come about when you started thinking about it? Honestly, I think it's been ingrained since I was a little kid. I remember when I was probably six or seven years old, there were some uh, workers next door that were building the house next to us. I, I lived in Mexico, Mexico City. And I just walked right up to the foreman and I asked him if I could have a job. So he gave me a hammer and said, go, go break that rock. This rock was huge. I wasn't going to even make a dent in a year. <laughs> But day after day, I'd come back and just start keep hammering at it. And then one day I saw people line up uh, to get paid. So I lined up. I was the last person in line. And I and I get all the way to the front. The guy says, what do you want? I said, well, I want to get paid for the work I did. So I made one peso. So that was, uh, and then I went and blew it all on candy. But, but really in the professional world, I feel that entrepreneurship was more, um, uh, I believe, you know, I was at one point I was bullied by a billionaire <laughs> and I think that that kind of set something off in me, um, that I didn't want to be bullied. And that even though I was on my own and, uh, and it was in a court in Switzerland that he was, uh, that him and his company were putting this, uh, sort of lawsuit in Geneva. Uh, against me saying that I was a, a bad faith actor just kind of made me upset. And it made me want to just fight back, even though I didn't have anything. I was a poor college student and uh, $70,000 in debt later, I was able to win in this court case against his business. Uh, and he, at the time he was the richest man in the world um, named Carlos Slim. And I have nothing but admiration for for him and everything that he's built, but I um, I wasn't gonna just let what I believed was mine to be taken by somebody else. So then that really just gave me the belief that I could go up against Goliath, and it was okay, and that I could win. You know, 
so that kind of led to a lot of other things. And it was, uh, it was just a really good experience to start off with. That's awesome. So you were in college when that experience happened. Yeah. Tell me more about that. What was that like? What were you doing? Yeah. So I, it was in the early dot-com days where the internet was brand new. And my first job, I answered a classified ad where somebody was looking for a website salesperson. Then everybody was looking for trying to get domain names or dot-coms because that was the, that was the Bitcoin of back then, right? Getting a really good dot-com. So almost everything was taken by the time I got in and I just started looking for Spanish ones. So I, um, I looked up yellowpages.com in Spanish and I got it. And uh, I received a phone call from this gentleman's organization saying, how much do you want? I didn't want to sell it. I wanted to build a huge empire. So I just said some crazy number like six or $7 million. So they kind of went away and then they came back a couple of years later and they submitted a, a complaint to the World Intellectual Properties Organization in Geneva. Uh, it was, it's a global trademark. I don't even know what to call them. Um, but the decisions that they make are affect trademarks and copyrights globally. So I, I, um, I asked a very wealthy uncle of mine, I said, Hey, what do I do? He's like, are you crazy? You're going up against the richest man in the world. I, I, I would just like give up right now. <laughs> I said, I said, heck no. Um, so I wasn't going to give up on it. And I, and I knew that if I stuck with it and, and, and there may be a chance and I won, I won the decision. There's five judges and I won the decision three to two. Um, so that was super exciting. And you can look it up on online. You can mm. type in yellow pages, Michael Alvarez, WIPO, and the decision comes right back up, right up. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting just even hearing your experience as a kid and then even this experience and noticing how within you just this idea of I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep hitting this rock right. until it breaks and then I earn money. Right. Now, I don't know if there's anything that, that either you've experienced or what created that for you, this desire to just consistently and be persistent in pursuing something. Cause I think that that's so vital in terms of entrepreneurship in general, that, that skill. That is sure. Interesting that you say that I, um, I think that's a strength and that's, I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if it's, you know, my parents worked, you know, through, you know, nine to five jobs their entire lives and entrepreneurship was not, anything that they'd ever uh, really thought about. I don't think I, my mom was owned her own business, but she still got paid for the hours. Um, so it was, um, I don't know where it comes from, actually. I really don't. And I think honestly, it just comes from God because there was a period of time in my life where um, I was just super down. I'd gone through a divorce. It was extreme, extreme, difficult, challenging times. And my gift for entrepreneurship left. It completely left me. I couldn't think of an idea. I, I just couldn't even articulate any. I couldn't make anything work. And for a period of like four to five years, while my mind and spirit were healing, 
I literally could not even think of about it, even though entrepreneurship is what I'm all about. It's my passion in life. You know, that's um, one of the big things that I am really passionate about communicating is that there is a reason why any given person might have the idea or want to start a business. Um, Because I think that to pursue something that creates value for another human is a righteous desire. Like I would consider that, Hey, that's from God. That's something that, that you should pay attention to. And it's interesting just to hear you say that there is a moment in your life where there was disconnect and disconnect from God that led to disconnect in business. I'm curious, uh, you know, what do you think contributed to maybe the disconnect and then what happened to help reconnect? Honestly, it wasn't the disconnect from God, but it was a disconnect from uh, just me. Like Mm. I completely lost myself. My entire identity was based on the life that I'd already created. And when all of that was shattered, then it just completely just uh, knocked me out. Um, I think most everybody goes through that period of time in their lives where they realize, shoot, my vision of where I should be or what life has in store for me is really not reality or it hasn't happened or something like that. For me, it was a really, really tough divorce and it really was just worry for my kids and, and worried about them. I mean, that just consumed every single second of my being for, you know, four to five years. So I, um, I really don't have a good answer for you on that. Yeah. So I imagine that, uh, you know, it's like, how are you, I mean, did the divorce happen? And then all of a sudden you're just like feeling down and like questioning everything and, you know, questions like caring for the kids and whatnot, or what was that like? Honestly, I think all I could do to survive was just just try to clear my mind and just not think of anything. It, it was a super, super difficult time. Yeah. And, and I even tried to uh, partner up with a, a, a friend of mine on this entrepreneurial venture called Shipsy. And but my mind was just, I just couldn't do it. I just wasn't able to do it. Um, it was... Uh, And I don't even know how to explain it, but I think really my mind was just going through that healing process and I just needed to give it time to be able to finally get back into the game of things. When did things start to shift? Um, So this is a really interesting story because I literally lost everything. Okay. So even though, even though I had, so the one business that I had, I built it and sold it for seven figures to uh, Carlos Slim's company. And then I had a second business where I launched, uh, I was the, f- I was the first to launch iPhone apps in 2008. So the first 200 apps that launched in the app store, I had two of them. Uh, one was yellow pages and one was showtimes. So, you know, uh, we had over 10 million downloads. Uh, we were the first in the game we were the first to do geolocation apps. We did it through triangulation because there's no GPS in the phones. We were the first to do uh, 
targeted advertising and all that stuff uh, by geolocation. First to do many things, probably even the first to get the 10 million downloads, but uh, I apologize. Ask your question again. Yeah. What led to the transition? Cause you were kind of in this slum, yeah. this slump and now, and then all of a sudden, you know, what changed, what shifted to help things pick back up? Yeah. So literally through the divorce, I literally just lost who I was and lost uh, my assets and lost everything. And I pretty much used uh, a lot of that uh, money that I had to survive really and, and to try to get through this tough period. But then um, I think really the only thing that helped, and this is, this is very, very, very humbling is that I, um, I, because I didn't have that gift for entrepreneurship anymore, I had to generate income, but it didn't matter what job I applied for. I wouldn't get it. Even if I was applying for, it didn't matter what it was, CEO, uh, VP, director, manager, it really didn't matter. And I think it was more because of the heartache that you could see through my eyes and through my face. Nobody really wanted to be around me. They would interview me. And I don't think they even, they're like, man, this guy is, there's something wrong with this guy or something. I literally took a $15 an hour job after having, you know, sold a seven figure business and after having, um, built a, you know, it was a 2 million, we had a $2 million a year run rate in, in the mobile apps. It's a long story how I lost everything, but, um, took a $15 an hour job and literally just that in itself allowed my mind to start processing, allowed me to start making connections again and allowed me to get back into the game. And then one thing led to another, led to another. And I finally am back to where to my natural self, which is now I also own part of a company that's a software company again. And I feel that owning, operating and building software companies, that's, that's my gift. And also mentoring uh, entrepreneurs. Those are, those are my two passions and I'm finally back in the game. Um, so it's, I think that may have yeah, answered yeah. You know, if, if you were to take me to, you know, that moment where you were taking this job, you know, at $15 an hour, it's like, what was going on? If you were to like, here's the video camera of, of Michael's life. Here's where it was. Here's what was happening. What, what did that look like? It was extremely difficult. I mean, emotionally I was a mess. Uh, it, uh, it was difficult also because the person who gave me the job he and I were both mentors in the Center for Entrepreneurship at BYU, and he knew my background and he knew my talent and potential. I couldn't figure out why he thought that I was, you know, worth so little, but it didn't matter to me. And I wanted to prove to him that I could make his business a success. And I wanted to get back into the game no matter what it took, because I couldn't think of another entrepreneurial idea. I couldn't put things together that just kind of forced me into getting back into the game and getting, getting things going back again. Yeah. You know, if you were to like, how long ago was that? Uh, that was, that had to have been like five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that you were, you know, here you are now with more wisdom, you're five years wiser. Um, 
And if you could go back to yourself at the beginning of the dip, what would you, what would you tell yourself? Uh, honestly, I would say, trust me that time heals all wounds. Hmm. Just trust. At that point, I had no hope. I, did, I couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. It was impossible. But honestly, just that one thing to be patient and that time will heal everything. But also, I, you know, I also experienced an incredible, incredible miracle in my life. I'd never experienced the atonement of Jesus Christ before uh, the way that I did. I think as LDS or as uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ, we are really good at using the atonement to repent. I did something wrong today. It's, we have it down, right? We have this whole system down. But there was something that I could not forgive, and there's some people that I could not forgive, and it was just eating me up. And as a Christian, I knew that I had to forgive. It was kind of like, you have to forgive or you can't move on and you can't be a good Christian if you don't forgive. I just couldn't do it. It was impossible. That, just that one thing was just killing me. Uh, And it wasn't until one morning that I woke up and through God's grace, I just feel that that pain was lifted and taken off of me. I remember that. I remember the exact feeling. I remember the morning. I remember getting up out of my bed and feeling that pain lifted. And I, and the way that I, I feel that it was the, through the atonement of Christ that He actually said, "You know what? You've suffered enough. You just ha- you just don't get it." <laughs> and I'm just gonna let, let me just give you a you know uh, get out of jail free card here and uh and let me just take it for you and that's the way that i felt it was kind of like experiencing the atonement in a 3d way that i'd never experienced it before in the past uh and i think that was literally the first step towards being able to heal and forgive and to be able to move on with my life and to get my gift back the gift of entrepreneurship yeah because how soon after that experience did you get the job or get back into, I guess, the game. It was somewhere within the next six months. You know, that to to me, I'm just like, Oh, wow. Like I just have this, um, this belief that when we connect more with Christ and connect more with what we are passionate in and really love. And I do think that that is an element of the spirit trying to help us in you know, creating something valuable, you know, in creating value to the world and in doing something to, to connect with other people. So to hear your experience and, and to know that, you know, there was this barrier here of an unwillingness to forgive. And once that was lifted, you know, almost this, this new sense of, of purpose, or at least a new, a new sense of being and just being able to move forward. Yep. Anything else that you'd say on that experience or, you know, how long did you stay at the, the, the job before you went back into creating your own business? <laughs> so um, I think from there, I jumped over to two additional jobs. And then from there, uh, just went off on my own again. Uh, I needed some time to get back into the game. and, uh, and um, But I did some great work for Mozenda. 
Um, I did some cryptocurrency stuff before that. And then in Mozinda, a uh, software company, they, they had two, their two best years when I was there. And that just kind of helped me get back into things. And I absolutely love what I do today. I, I do consulting for a couple of companies and I own a couple of other companies. But I wake up every single morning just super happy at doing whatever I want to do. Because I know that I've chosen what I want to do. And every single morning, every single minute of every day, what I'm doing, uh, I just love every bit of it. That's awesome. You know, and, and being where you are now, I mean, when you consult with companies, what do you say that is kind of the primary thing that you're trying to help them with? I think I'm really good at looking at e-commerce companies and saying, um, saying the opposite of what everybody else is saying. Oh, good. <laughs> everybody else says, oh, give me $100,000 and I'll make you a hero, you know? And for me, for me, it's... Uh, you know, Guy Kawasaki? Yeah. He worked for Apple. He said something really interesting. He said, people think that everything I touch turns to gold. He says, that's not true. He says, everything I touch is gold. Mm-hmm. And so I only choose to work for companies that I know have a good potential, that I know that through my expertise in marketing uh, and advertising that 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 gold is going to become 10 times more valuable. Those are the only type of companies I consult with. And what I say to them is, Hey, uh, give me a couple hours a day. Let me show you what I can do. And this last company that, uh, that I, that I'm doing a consulting for, I helped them to double sales. And now I'm going to help them to double sales again. Um, and I think that, uh, and really, I think I'm really good at figuring out what, what are the low-hanging fruits that are immediate. You're like, these are this is where you can generate really quick revenue. Let's do this. And then you really need a logo and branding and stuff, but let's wait, what let's wait till later till you have enough money to pay for that. Then let's pay for that branding and let then let's just take you to, to the next level, stuff like that. Um so, but I I, I really do love, you know, being somebody who people ask for my advice and how to help take them to the next level. Yeah. Okay. So let's just imagine, you know, here's, here's the guy he's in, in the corporate world. It's like, he maybe has the two jobs that you had, but he knows I want to create something and I want to do it online. I want to create a business. You know, what would you, what would you tell him? So the first thing is, is that uh, number one is don't, drink all the Kool-Aid that you're told and all these success magazines and entrepreneur magazines and stuff, because what they do is they take the 1% of the successes and blow them up to, to make you feel like everybody should burn all their ships behind them and just go for it and risk everything. And you're going to be a huge success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very few people are successful that way maybe 1% of entrepreneurs that just burn all their ships and, and risk everything. And, um, but really the, the wisest way to become an entrepreneur is maybe in your existing job, you figure out what it is that at that business they're lacking or a service or a product that they're not providing their customers. There's always going to be one. And then what you do is you figure out a way to create that product or service 
And then you approach the executives of the company and say, hey, by the way, I'm starting to moonlight and do some stuff on the side. And I'd like to create this product or service that would help your customers. Mm-hmm. Will you send me leads if I can provide this? Because this is going to help them. This is going to help your product become better. And they're going to be with a trusted person like me to provide this other thing that they need to make your product a better, you know, something better for them. If you can find that kind of niche inside of an existing company that you're working with and they start generating leads for you and you start moonlighting and and servicing these leads, that is probably the best way to get um, out of a job in a way that's a win-win for both your employer and for yourself. I love that. that yeah. 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 No, you know, in my mind, it's just, you know, what are the companion products or services that I could offer that, you know, pair up with whatever I'm business I'm already in. Right. Um, I know of, uh, I, I spoke with a fellow who he did like pest control or something like that. And, uh, summer sales and, you know, he was, he was looking at developing, you know, an app that would, you know, record your sales calls and, and that they could extract data from those calls. What's the most effective and, and just, just these ideas in which you can create and then just being able to take the next step in pursuing that idea. I think a lot of times we, we get scared or we don't think that we have the capital or whatever, have the clients that would come into us. But I mean, when it's, part of your business already there's always there's like an already made pipeline ready and available to you exactly if you can capitalize on an existing pipeline and you have support for it that is the best way to exit a company as an employee and become your own employer yeah you know and something else that i that i've heard plenty about is you know people that will be in a company, a corporation, and and then they might leave and they'll do consulting for the same company, but their rates are like, you know, much higher. And now they're getting paid double, you know, just because they left and now they're consulting doing pretty much their same job. Right. Yeah. I have a friend who's doing that, Justin Ethington. He does that. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think it's one just recognizing, you know, the, the opportunities that are out there. Uh, and available to to people, and you know, I think for for this audience, you know, there's probably many of you that already have an idea, you know. And in terms of taking the next step and moving forward, is there anything that you would you know advise? It sounds like you've been on advisory boards for entrepreneurs, but you know, what other things do you do you mention skills that you share that that are helpful for? Well, I think uh, there's, there's, a, there's a huge push in entrepreneurship to do what you're passionate about. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing if you can find it. A lot of times you realize that your passion is just business. Like for me, my passion is just business. Uh, I started a company called Rugby Nation because I'm passionate about rugby. And really, I've probably spent more money on on this business than than I've ever earned. It's just because it's a passion that that's why I run it really poorly, because it's a passion. But it will it will it will do something someday. Um, but I think that really, not everybody does in entrepreneurship what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. It really could just be, and this is a, something I've struggled for a long time because I keep hearing all these 
supposedly, you know, these gurus do what you're passionate about and stuff. And really what I found is that my passion is just business. Seeing something grow is my passion. Mm. Um, that's may sound kind of weird. I don't know. I actually think that a lot of people might resonate with that because I think that generally like everybody wants to like contribute something wants to, um, pursue something that's beyond them, greater than them, and that they want to not only grow themselves, but help other people to grow. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, I remember studying this that, you know, Moses one thirty nine. It's like, this is my work and my glory to bring to pass the eternal life, the immortality, eternal life of man. Like that is the most quoted scripture of all time. Go back to Joseph Smith, just like everything. It's like, it's the most quoted scripture ever. And there's a big reason for that because it's God's purpose for us. He wants us to grow. That's his whole goal. And so to me, being able to help other people, much like you, that there's this thing inside you, just like, I just want to help other entrepreneurs. I want to help businesses. I just want to help them grow. And if that's your only desire, by all means, just find a, a, a need out there and help someone grow, help someone help someone create more money, help someone create better relationships, help someone with their health, like these, these areas that people want. Right. I agree. You know, there's, uh, trying to find, if I could find the scripture on the parable of the talents, uh, in the Bible. Oh yeah. I love that parable. I love how it's talents because even though talents is like money, we can't help but think of talents as in our own God given talents and, and abilities I'm trying to find find the actual scripture because it has a a clue about entrepreneurship in there that I didn't really notice until until the last few years. Okay, so it's uh, Matthew 25, 24. And then it says, Then uh, which he had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. So the way that I look at entrepreneurship is literally what makes us different from animals is our imagination. Hmm. And from our own imagination, you, you literally, uh, and you can literally figure out how to reap where you haven't sown and gathered where that has not sued. Does that make sense? I think it only makes sense to entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. No. I, so it's like creating really something magic in there. Yeah. About entrepreneurship. Creating something from nothing. Creating something from nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think um, it, well, it reminds me of just the creation in general and knowing that it's like, here is matter. It's like unorganized, all this stuff and all things were spiritually created before physically created. Right. And just knowing that, Oh, it's like, we have these imaginations. We can just create these ideas in our mind. And then it's just a matter of execution and making it a reality and putting it out there in the world. Right. And so I love, I love that reborn that has not sown. It's just like, how does, how does he generate 
money without anything sewn. How's that possible? Right. I love that. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think the one thing that as we kind of wrap up here that I, I want to um, kind of ask you about is how would you say that entrepreneurship um, and your journey, how, how has entrepreneurship helped you develop a closer relationship with Christ? Um, before that, let me, let me cover one other. Yeah. Oh yeah. You sent me an email too, but she said, you, if you could give, some advice to your younger self, what would it be? What would it be? And, I, and I think we covered it a little bit, but let me yeah. give you a couple more things. Um, so number one is momentum is everything. Hmm. I, I owned a business called, uh, I owned a business uh, called uh, emergencypreparedness.com. And I, and in 1999, I stayed up sleepless hours, just building a shopping cart, connecting the gateway and doing all the stuff. And I'd work till three in the morning and then I'd wake up at 10 in the morning and then we worked till three and forget to eat. And it was just, and then I made my first sell e-commerce. sell. I was just jumping up and down and dancing around the house. Cause it was just super exciting. And I was selling one year full food storage, uh, um, uh, to people who were worried about Y2K about the year and the world ending and then the year 2000 but it had momentum and the year 2000 came and went and I, and in my mind, I said, well, you know what? I knew the world wasn't going to disappear, but, and I made all this money from the food stores that I sold. Somebody made me an offer for the domain name. So I just let it go. So I sold it. If I would have kept that momentum growing, can you imagine where that would be today? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> momentum. And, uh, I've had so many businesses that I have let go because I didn't understand that, that the momentum factor has everything. I'm so addicted to the grind that, that once something has momentum, I kind of lose interest or I kind of, and I have to force myself to keep going. The other thing is uh, when you have an idea, test it with $100. And with $100, 100 sales pitches to your target audience. Yeah. Don't go above that and just call people, ask them, if I had this product, would you buy it for how much? Right. Yeah. Try not to spend more than $100 to just test an idea. Uh, some people put a million dollars into a business idea and all of a sudden it just flops, right? Pray. And the other thing is pray over your business like you would a, like a farmer praise over their land it's it, it really is your business even though it may be a mobile app even though maybe you're selling rugby balls or whatever it is that you're selling yeah pray over your business as if it was your farmer and it's your land why because that's the livelihood for your family yes pray over your app that it gets a million downloads and and pray if every Something that I truly believe is that every single prayer that I have had or that I have said with the righteous desire has come to pass. Um, and it really is true. Miracles do follow me. I am the happiest that I've ever been, you know, uh, right now in my life. And really, if you have a righteous desire for your business, 
uh, and you're not going to let, let a million dollars go to your head and become somebody go buck wild and crazy and become a, become a different person. Then your, your prayers will be answered. God wants to bless you with success. And it's in, in scripture everywhere where God wants to bless you with success. But, um, so anyways, on to your final question, would would you mind rephrasing that? Yeah. How would you say that uh, entrepreneurship has brought you closer to Christ? I think it's been a give and take between both worlds. Mm. I think entrepreneurship has taught me humility and uh, and brought me to my knees a lot of times so that I would rely on God and Christ. And then also uh, in the gospel, it has taught me skills and taught me... Um, uh, good character to be able to translate that into business and entrepreneurship. Um, and the other thing is, um, I think as you're going along your entrepreneurial ventures, you'll start getting callings in the church that are specific to what you need to make you even a better entrepreneur. Mm. Um, if you're doing what's right, you'll be called to those good callings. And when I, when I needed it the most, I was called as an elder scorn president in a singles ward. Uh, and that's really what helped me to get me back on track, to get my mind off of the things that I need to get off of. And it helped me to get back into entrepreneurship. So giving God what's due to him will help you to become a more successful entrepreneur. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for, thanks for being on here. If, if people are just interested in more of your story and, and just learning more about you, where would you send them? Uh, uh, they could go to my LinkedIn profile uh, on a project I'm super excited about right now is oneclickapp.com. And it's, it's software for Chick-fil-A franchise owners. Uh, and I absolutely love, love, love this business. I love waking up every morning and working on it. But those LinkedIn will tell you about me, that the software company that, that uh, I've helped to create with a couple of other partners is just phenomenal. Um, so those are two places you can learn more about me. That's awesome. All right, everybody. So if you want to connect more with, with Michael, just go to either oneclickapp.com or find him on LinkedIn and just just connect. I think it's helpful when we have a bunch of people that all pursuing, uh, you know, these righteous desires that we have to build something and help other people grow. So appreciate you coming on Michael and, and sharing with us your wisdom on all this. Hey, thank you. Thank you for your time. Awesome. Hey there. If you are listening to this podcast and you have an idea to create a business or want to earn more in the business you already have, I want to help you make it a reality. There is a reason why you have this desire. You have to come check out entrepreneursofchrist.com where you can learn more about how to make this happen. Again, that's entrepreneursofchrist.com. I'll see you there.